Welcome back, film and pop culture fans, to a brand new episode of Quality Check Podcast and the final month of 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me, that's the number one fan for Gaslight <laughs> Anthem. <laughs> We've got him right here, Drew Douglas. You are the number one fan. I'm a number one fan. And if you don't know what we're talking about, Spotify released its Unwrapped and... No surprise, Gaslight Anthem was my number one artist of 2023, which I didn't know this. They stopped tracking at the end of October. Isn't that interesting? That's very interesting. Because I had one band that they had a new album in October, and they didn't make my top five, which really surprised me, because I feel like I listened to them consistently. Um, And then I found that out. But yeah, I'm in the uh, 0.5 percentile of Gaslight mm. Anthem listeners. And that makes me a number one fan. I'm a fan. I'm a number one fan. That's got to feel pretty good, though. Like Moose in the Fanatic. Oh. I'm a number one fan. And when you mentioned that, I was like, I want to go back and rewatch that. I have not thought about that movie since we first covered it. And now I want to go see John Travolta as Moose. I was going to ask you if we should revisit that because we did an episode on it (laughs) and i think you and i both enjoyed it and i'm like i'm kind of interested to rewatch it as well and to see if i like it as much the first time because the first time it is a silly movie but it was better than i expected so i'm like well maybe rewatching it it might not we'll see the faults a little bit Mm. more but maybe Mm -hmm. it'll just get even better i think it'll only get better I really do. I just, there's something about that. Man, I just cannot, now I just have John Travolta's moose, that little haircut of his stuck in my mind. He was the number one fan. Remember how nuts that got with Devin Sawa? Man, I, the more we talk about it, I feel like we we really need to revisit that movie. It feels like it's been forever since that came out too. Mm, It's been, it's been a minute. Now what just came out, we just had breaking news and we um, stopped we were about ready to start recording, and then you're like, oh, this uh, this new trailer just dropped. And it's the trailer for um, George Miller's new Mad Max film, Furiosa. A Mad Max saga? Is that what it was mm-hmm. called? We just got the trailer. You and I just watched it. Instant snap reaction, loves, hates. Hates. Yeah, I, I, I was like, I don't like this at all. Yeah, I thought it looked cheap. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought, I, I think it looked like, you know what made Fury Road stand out and was what I would argue one of the best action movies that we've received in the last like 10, 20 years is that it was all like practical. None of this looks practical to me. It all looks like a CGI mess. Yeah, it looks cheap. Well, it, it at times looks cheap. Everything about repeat. it seems like a complete rip yeah. of Fury Road. Mm-hmm. Even the shots, the war boys. Um, yeah, no, I watched this in like 30 seconds into it. I'm like, this doesn't look good at all. And then also, does does Chris Hemsworth look too stupid? Yes. like I, He looks ridiculous. W- when we first saw the images behind the scenes, I'm like, okay, this could be cool. This could be really good that he looks very different. But as it went on, I was like, so is he playing the bro Thor who's just hanging out with Korg and company playing <laughs> video games? 
Like that's what it felt like. He might be fun in it, but his whole fake nose thing looks stupid. Mm. We want to get upset about Bradley Cooper wearing a fake nose, oh. and you can't really tell. This looks so noticeable, and yeah, everything about this is hate. It looks like a complete rip. Even like yeah. the um, the the text screen in the background. I'm like, you literally are just recycling Fury Road press yeah. material material you made seven years ago. It it makes me wonder. What is happening here? Because my first thought, too, is also it's almost like George Miller is he's he's got someone who's interning him and they're like, let's do the exact same thing and repeat it because it was such a hit. And there was like nothing about this that screams risk to me. It all seems, as you said, the same. And I don't like that. Like as soon as we started rehashing things, I'm like. This lit like so 40 years goes by and Furiosa is stuck in this time loop. It's like happy death day, but it's stuck in this dystopian Mad Max world, and Mad Max is the only thing that breaks her out of it. And that's such a cool character. And like her arm, it it looked oh, great. It looked awful. And it looked great in Fury Road. Here it looked awful. I don't want to say this trailer or this movie looks awful, but it does look awful. It, yeah, it looks pretty bad. Like this was I expected so much more. And especially waiting 10 years to get this, I'm like, mm, this is this really feels like a straight to streaming quality product. And it makes me really sad to say that because when we first heard about this, I'm like, all right, could be cool. But man, I love Fury Road so much. That's such a great movie. Like I said, it just one of my favorite action movies of the last decade or two. And it just this is it's sad. It actually I honestly wanted to turn it off and forget that I ever watched this. So with Fury Road 2, it felt like it was a part of the Mad Max world, but it was updated. It felt fresh. Yeah. And this just, find a new, find a new way to tell the same story. Find a new look. It just looks exactly the same. Mm -hmm. I would have guessed they shot these back to back. Yeah. This looks bad. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. This is, um, this is really sad to say that. I thought I was, I... I mean, I was watching it not impressed, and I thought, well, maybe I'm being too hard on it. I'm so thankful that you yeah, agree yeah. that this does not look good, because I I really would have guessed I was in the minority. Yeah, I no, I after watching this... Well, I guess you and I might be, but well, who knows? <laughs> well, actually, going 30... Like you said, it was, it was like 30 seconds in, I'm like, oh, man, I already hate this. I just do do not like it. And as it went on, I'm like... I just really want Men in Black to walk in and erase my mind from this. But then I'd watch it and be just as disappointed. That's the that's the biggest thing. I felt disappointed watching it. Yeah. I, I'm a little concerned because WB is going to drop the new Godzilla trailer tomorrow. And I'm like, what is that going to be? Yeah, it makes me wonder. Like, Zaslav is okay with this? I thought he was cracking the whip. Oh, he don't care. Because that's going to make a oh. billion dollars probably. True. He's he's an idiot too. Um, oh, Oh boy! Well, that's a bad start. That's a mm. that's a big hate. That's truly, and I think it is because I did like Fury Road a lot. That watching this and just being so underwhelmed, I'm just like, God, that looks terrible. And I, as much as I like Fury Road, I, there is a, a I, I'm going to sound like an idiot saying this, but I do think that movie's overrated. I like it. I think it's great. It's overrated. Well, it also didn't help that there was the guy who we worked with that 
I mean, he when he lived here, he literally had a steering wheel worship table where he would like bow down every night and he's like, I love yeah. your fury road. That's all he talked about it nonstop. And and that does kind of So that gets after a while it, yeah. It gets tired. So but I didn't have to listen to that every single day. When I saw the movie, I'm like, this is amazing. And then whenever I saw my dad, he who's a huge Mad Max fan, he was like, it's okay. And I'm like, what do you mean it's okay? This Ooh. was a really good movie. Um, but yeah, man, I love Fury Road. It's such a great action film. And I stand by that. It was like one of the best of the last 10, 20 years. But uh, yeah, this is not, this doesn't come anywhere near. Like the first time we saw Fury Road, I'm like, oh, like I was not expecting to even remotely come close to liking a new Mad Max movie. And that trailer sold me. And then in the theater, I was like just blown away by the entire thing. This, I can tell you, I don't even want to go to the theater to see this. That's my first, I know I'm being, I feel like I'm being way too harsh, but after this first trailer, and didn't it also feel like there were parts that weren't finished? Like there was one or two scenes where I'm like, ooh, that was like really rough. And it's almost like they didn't finish rendering and it ended in, in like, I think it was right before the final cut to graphics. And it felt like there was a scene or, or phrase something where I'm like, that didn't feel like it was done. Like they, they rushed it out. Who knows? I mean, this movie's been in production, I feel like, for several years mm-hmm. now. But Mad Max was too, and, and that turned out pretty good. True. Stinker. Absolute Man. stinker. Um, well, you know what we're going to talk about, because it is the final day of November. We're going to do make our December pop culture picks today. Talking about stinkers. And yeah, this month was kind of tough until I focused my attention on movies that are going to be in theaters and streaming. And then I was able to find some things. Now, with that being said... Probably the worst month of picks I've had this entire year. Yeah. Like the least confident I am in any of these picks. Yeah, me too. This was tough, man. This was, I would, I would 100% agree this month was the hardest of this entire year, I feel. And I feel like December should have some heavy hitters. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we normally get some big awards movies, um, and even if they're not like, awards movies that you're into there are big epics there's like steven spielberg movies stuff like that i even went back and looked at the last few uh, decembers to see and like there were last year we had avatar coming out uh-huh we had, yeah we don't have an we avatar had, uh knives out mystery mm. uh glass onion good one um and then uh, what made number one for me was Who Killed Santa, a Murderville murder mystery on Netflix. That was fun. That was all right, yeah. Uh, the year before, in 2021, right, um, we ended up having Spider-Man No Way Home. Ooh. Um, that was the biggie that was coming out then. And then uh, we had a few other movies. It was um, the end of November then was House of Gucci, King Richard, uh, with Will Smith. Um, we had Don't Look Up in December of uh, two years ago. Um, that was two just, years ago? Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah. And so it's just it's nuts to really think about, like, all of these movies. 
And then we go back to get this. It was, uh, let me see here. This is 20, this had to have been 2019, I believe. Let me make sure. Um, but this year we had, or that year we had Richard Jewell, Uncut Gems. Um, that was the first year Knives Out came out. The Irishman, November 27th. Dr. Sleep. It's nuts. It's to, it's nuts to think about those uh, various things coming up. I say all of that as a precursor leading up to this month for this year where it's like, this is kind of, I stand by it's a, kind of a stinker. Are yours movie-centric? Yes. Yeah. I know. I almost, I almost had an album on here, but it's kind of a big question mark. And what is it? It is. And I don't know why, but I've been listening to Nicki Minaj. I go in and listening to a lot of her uh, music, a lot of its collaborations. But I also went back to uh, Pink Friday. And so it's supposed to be her next Pink Friday that she ends up releasing. And it's been, as of right now on the calendar, possibly delayed. So that's why I didn't go with it, because it could be a surprise or she could release it. Uh, but right now, Nikki's last album was Queen, released in 2018. And there are a few good tracks on there. But um, that was, um, yeah, just like for some reason, she was also featured on Vogue, the uh, cover of Vogue. And uh, that was at work. And I kept telling people at work, I'm like, that's going to be my wife, even though <laughs> she's already married. And then... Um, it was going through, cycling through, listening to different music, and then she popped up on a collaboration. I listened to uh, Moment for Life and a few other songs like that from Pink Friday. And then I started going back through, and I've got to listen to her music on my headphones when I'm out walking um, because most of it I can't allow anyone else to hear. But uh, yeah, just, I don't know. She's, she's also like a really interesting character to me, a really interesting person. So um, that almost made my list, but it's all movies. Yeah. I almost had Reacher season two. Ooh. And as far as I know, there's no music. I could be missing something. I'm sure I am, but I couldn't find anything. And I was struggling and I was like, I'm just going to pick three movies. Like, I'm just going to keep it simple. Um, would you like me to start with numero three? Yeah, I'm curious. I'm really curious what you've got. I don't think we will have any of the same ones. I don't know. Mm. I think that, I don't know. I think, I think there's a good possibility we could have two. Ooh. Well, my first one, um, hits theaters here in the United States on December 1st, which is tomorrow. And it's Godzilla minus one. Ooh, I almost included that, but I was like, I can't. Uh, this is a Japanese movie from Toho Studios. So this is outside of um, the American like monarch shared universe movies that we have been getting that started with 2014's Godzilla. I am in no way a Godzilla fanatic. Mm-hmm. I've never seen any Godzilla movie outside the 98 Godzilla and then oh. these current, like, American ones. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, dude, I am, like, hyped to see this. And I think a, a good portion has to do, I believe, with... I just have this character on the brain, and I think it, it's because that Monarch show mm. on 
Apple TV Plus came out. And I've been watching that, and then I rewatched the 2014 Godzilla. So I've just been thinking about this character. Um, and I've been, for whatever reason, they, they just released like a new 4K edition of the 98 Godzilla. And I'm, I really want to pick that up because that's by no means a good movie, but I just remember how amazing the marketing was for that. And then I'm like in the seventh grade, I'm like, this is going to be the greatest thing that I've ever seen. I remember seeing that in theaters and having fun with it. So long story short, I've been thinking about Godzilla. I have no connection to these Japanese films. I think this is movie number 33. Mm. It's like the 70th anniversary of this uh, franchise. And yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how they do it. Because the reviews so far are really good. It's at like 98%. Mm-hmm. And uh, I plan on seeing it in the next couple of days. Yeah, I'm, I agree too. This movie looks like a lot of fun. I've been more and more interested in Godzilla. But it's funny because I've listened to a ton of White Russell and Kurt Russell interviews where they've teamed up on the circuits, whether it's been Good Morning America or the late night shows like Jimmy Kimmel. And hearing them talk about it's mainly been Kurt's love for growing up with Godzilla and watching those movies and being a fan. It's something that with Monarch, it's fresh on my brain is what you were saying for you as well, that I am wanting to actually go maybe return to some Godzilla movies um, and start with this because right now with the Monarch show, um, I've just started the episode two. I know you're fully, you're done with the second episode, right? Of Monarch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's one new one and then a new one tomorrow. So I'm mm. essentially two behind, which I'm okay with. I'll let them maybe stack up a little bit and then kind of and, binge it. And, and I thought about maybe this might be my first show that I watch weekly, but we'll see. I don't know. Maybe. Nonetheless, though, that feeling of this, and, and I don't know what's causing this other than Monarch, like you said, but I've also been more and more fascinated by um, like the the is it kaiju is it kaiju mm-hmm. uh where it's uh, the giant monsters and films like that i went back and i rewatched over thanksgiving i didn't tell you this but um it was before we watched the new hunger games and i couldn't sleep at night so i put on peter jackson's king kong and i watched that haven't seen it since it first came out and there are some parts to that where i really i really dug and mm-hmm. other like parts are just too yeah it's fun um, but that's where something about that, like King Kong, Godzilla, I'm kind of wrapped up in that world, but I couldn't do it because I'm like, yeah, it's coming out on the first. So I decided not to put that on my list. That's a good pick though. So if Godzilla, if we find out, uh, a creature like Godzilla exists and emerges from wherever it's been, would that terrify you or no? Cause I asked oh, somebody yeah. this. And he was like, oh, yes, that would scare me to death. And I'm like, well, you're probably never going to be around it, though. (laughs) Right? Like, the chances of you coming near that thing, especially where you live, like, there's, you would have an almost 0% chance of interacting, not interacting, but, you know, being near a Godzilla event. Unless you traveled. That's my thing. That's hard, too. Because that's where, that's the big, that would terrify me just because of hopping on a plane and going somewhere. Because then it's like, if Godzilla exists, what else exists? Which, well, yeah, that's a this, good point. 
this is another thing where it's like, okay, this is a really wild thing to end up saying, but all right, there's this idea of like not only UFOs, but other like beings. There's a good chance something like that probably does exist. But if that's discovered and it's here on Earth, what else will be here that would end up threatening us? And whether or not Godzilla's on our side or not, and is <laughs> I'm gonna assume he's not thinking about sides. He's just gonna well, that's do whatever. It. I just surviving. But that's the thing. If we if we're deemed humans as the threat, then he would start attacking us and we're all doomed because then it's like, how do you freaking stop something like that? But then so that's where I'd be scared. And then I wouldn't necessarily be scared where we are, but I would there'd still always be a possibility of Godzilla arriving and just showing up. But the biggest thing would be travel. That's where I feel like that would be the greatest mm. risk. I think I'd be okay with that. I think I think it would be kind of interesting. But it would be it would Yeah, I think if you were involved in something like that, it would I think damage you forever. <laughs> it it would definitely be that would be cool, but I'd still be terrified. <laughs> uh, I guess I wouldn't be th- just saying terrified, like I wouldn't be scared at every second of, second of the day. And I feel like that's what being terrified implies. So mm. I think that's, I think it's the wording that's throwing me off. Like, sure, I'd be, I would be nervous and scared, but I don't think I would think about it unless, yeah, we were traveling. And then yeah. we're moving, we're literally moving to the coast, like 30 minutes away from the beach. So that is a little <laughs> scary too, that this thing could just swim out of the ocean. You'd have a little Godzilla uh, creeping up on you, just hanging out on the coast. Okay, well, I was just curious about that. Uh, I would actually, I would. That would be a lot of Godzilla. fun. That would be a yeah, lot of fun. It would be, but then, like, what if someone you know is traveling and gets killed? You know what I mean? And then you're like, "Well, I hate that thing now." But yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, what's your number three? So my number three is something that we've talked about this director a lot on the podcast on and off. We haven't in a while. And this is where I think we could end up having some overlap. But this is a director who got to love his ambition and his style. And I know you're a big fan. Man, I would argue probably more than I am. But we're finally getting a brand new film coming from Michael Mann directing Adam Driver and Ferrari coming out in theaters on Christmas weekend, or I should say it's Christmas Eve right now. I don't fi- I'm not finding any showtimes coming out any sooner than December 24th, although Christmas Eve is on a Sunday. So it's got to come out that like Friday, right? Or I, w- I think it's the 22nd. I'm pretty sure that's okay. what I saw. Okay. So right now, and I haven't found any like showtimes, at least here. I know they got to open it up for that weekend, but uh, man, I don't, it's funny because Adam Driver, I don't know how I feel about him in this role. I know he's going to do a great job, but he, it feels like he's carrying over what he did in House of Gucci in this role. But Michael Mann, I just, he's, he's a great director. What was, actually, let me, let me see here because the last thing we got with Michael Mann. was Black Hat. He did Black Hat and Tokyo Vice. That's nuts that that was the last movie we got with him. Um, so before Tokyo Vice was was Black Hat, 2015. And you, I guess we count Tokyo Vice, yeah. but he didn't direct every episode. Right. He just, 
but with yeah. a, with no, a I, film that's 2015 it's it's been eight years since we've had a michael mm-hmm. mann film i love michael mann yeah i love i love that man Ooh. now can you tease if that's going going to be on your list I can tell you that it is not on my list. Oh, that surprises me. I know. Big I saw time. it, and uh, um, I went more lighthearted. Oh, so does this look interesting to you? What do you think? Yeah, I think it looks good, and it's Michael Mann, so I'm going to be there, but I'm not thinking about this movie a ton. Mm. You know, like leading into it, I'm not like, man, I can't wait for Ferrari. I see that's kind of how I feel, but and that's why it's number three on my list. However, cannot discount Michael Mann. It's got Penel- Penelope Cruz, Shailene Woodley, and then uh, Sarah Sarah Gadon, I think. Garrett, Sarah mm. Gadon, very lovely woman. I like seeing her. Oh, yeah, I like watching her on screen. <laughs> Does that sound creepy? No, I There's... like watching her on screen. No, not at all. Very attractive. Yeah. Um, I, no, that's not on my list, man. It it was uh, it was it was among amongst the uh, options, but I didn't choose it. I'm very surprised because I had to pick. I had to go lighthearted, and my number two is lighthearted. It's Wonka. Ooh. Theater it hits theaters on December fifteenth, and uh, little Tim- Timothy Chalamet stars. And this origin story about the famous chocolatier and how he became the renowned, world-renowned candy maker. Um, There's just something about the world of Wonka that I find endearing. And even if this movie stinks, and it very well could, I think Chalamet is going to elevate it just enough to, to make it worth watching because he looks like an absolute delight in these trailers. Now, are you... Are you afraid of him doing too much, going too much? No, absolutely not. Because he doesn't look like it. He doesn't look like he's trying to do it, a Johnny Depp. Yeah. Um, or even, uh, I mean, I don't think Gene Wilder did too much, but I think he's going to do enough to make this character fun. Like I, I, I think he looks like a lot of fun in mm-hmm. this, and this is one of those movies, one of those Christmas time releases that my friends and I or my family and I, we would have bundled up and we would have, mm. we would have gone to the movies on a Saturday night to see something like this or night at the museum. So it's bringing, it's bringing that vibe to it. And the, the early social media reactions so far that I've seen have been good. So this movie's probably going to suck because, you know, those never, those never <laughs> yeah. add up. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to Wonka. That I uh, I will say I was expecting that to end up being on your list, but I I kept forgetting that's coming out, and I will also say that's not on my list. But I don't know, like I I just I can't quite I can't quite figure out how I feel about the movie, and I'm just gonna have to watch it. That's it. Do you do you like what you see from Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa? Eh, like that's that's kind of how I feel about most of the trailers. Like, uh, it could be good or bad. <laughs> like I just can't figure it out. I worry it's gonna look super um, CG and cheap. Super wacky. Like there's elements of the Oompa Loompa in the trailer where I'm like, we're you couldn't have had him. I don't know, dress up like an Oompa Loompa oh. and have it look better. Like seriously, how can we do this where 
It doesn't look like you slapped Hugh's face on a CG body. Uh, yeah. That d- there has to be a way to do that. It does look very much so like Hugh Grant, and he just is photoshopped on an Oompa Loompa. An Oompi. Like, yeah, yeah. An Oompi. So, um, yeah, no, no, this could this could be a complete disaster. <laughs> I just have faith in Timmy. I really do. I'm worried. I'm wor- I'm really worried. It could very much so be like this year's cats or something oh, like boy. that. I just hear the 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 theme song, you know, like that OG music or even um, even the Oompa Loompa <laughs> playing his little flute or whatever it is. I'm like, God, that just <laughs> I love the Wonka world. I I want to I want to be in the Wonka world with Willie. Which it it is cool that that I do get excited thinking about, and some of it whenever it is like that world building excites me in that way. An oompy, but I don't know. I just so much of it is like we'll just I'll just have to see. I think he's I gonna know. make it good. I hope so. I I'm I really am hoping that this movie's good and this is fun and this is like a fun family film, which I think it will be, but. I'm worried. It could, it could like just do, it could just be too much. But I digress because my number two, I'm worried, could also be a little bit too much. And that is a Netflix film. At least it's made for Netflix, but it's coming out in theater, select theaters, about a week before it drops on Netflix. Coming to theaters December 15th, dropping on Netflix. Christmas week in December 22nd, and that is Zack Snyder's brand new saga, Rebel Moon, A Child of Fire. That's part one, part. Rebel Moon, <laughs> A Child yeah. of Fire. Part Where, one. Of course, yeah, doing this, part one. So it's basically Re- Rebel Moon, part one, A Child of Fire. Well, whatever. Nonetheless, I'm calling it A Child of Fire. This, I will say the first trailer wasn't too sold on. I'm like, eh, it just... I just feel very uh, about the most recent trailer that dropped and it was specifically geared toward the part one of this. I'm like, okay, this actually has me hooked. I want to know more about this. There's more to this story that has intrigued me. I like this idea of I'm getting these vibes of a mix of sucker punch of, uh, um, some of, some of his work that he did for DC, but um, huge vibes of, of Sucker Punch and then a little bit of like Watchmen. But this is just like his version of Star Wars. And I think that makes me more interested than anything else is that I would like a very mature Star Wars and something that we could end up kind of living in this space for a while and I, like I said, I wasn't too sold on what I first saw, but now count me in. This looks like it could be a lot of fun. I think Zack Snyder, give him a space to grow and create his own universe with this. I think, too, the other thing is we end up having a movie that I'm really, really hoping Sophia Butella could end up just making this her own. Um, I think she could end up being a delight. I'm hoping that she'll end up, you know, surprising us along with a ton of other actors. We got Charlie Hunnan, uh, Anthony Hopkins is in this, Jaiman Hunsu. Uh, we've, of course, got 
I forget his name, but he was this squished face guy in Quantumania. But Corey <laughs> yeah. Stoll is... Uh, Modoc. What was it? Modoc. That was it, yeah. Ray Fisher's um, in this, too. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. So I just... I feel like the, the actors in this, they could end up having a lot of fun. And just overall, I, I just... I'm trying not to get my hopes up, but this might be something that going into 2024 with part two coming out could end up bumping up to be something that I'm, I'm really, really excited to see carrying into the next year. But, um, yeah, I, are you, are you excited for this? It was almost number three. And then I watched the new trailer and I'm like, man, this is still something I'm super excited to see, but I'll watch it because it's the Snyder. So you're lukewarm on it still. I just don't think he looks great. And I feel like this is going to lean so heavy into like Snyder's worst tendencies that mm. I can't. I mean, hmm. we'll see. I, there's nothing about it that's n- really grabbing me, but I'm going to watch it. And I do think it's cool that Netflix has like these massive um, movies coming around the holidays, though this is one I'm like, they spent all this money on a streaming movie, and that's just crazy to me. Yeah. This should be, this should have been a theater movie for you know a, a normal release, and then it can jump to Netflix. But yeah. that's a whole other conversation. This just looks okay to me. That's how I was feeling before this new trailer, but now I'm on board. And then Charlie Hunnam is like barely in the trailer, and I know there's two parts, so I'm like maybe he's more central in part two, but part of me wonders, is he like get his throat slit within five minutes of this movie? <laughs> yeah. Like what's going on? Why is he in no marketing? Very true. And that is a turnoff because he might be the biggest attraction for me mm-hmm. outside of Modoc. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I really hope Zack Snyder's like, let's just bring Modoc over. That's Corey's no, character. No one will know that it's a completely different universe. We'll just slide him in here. <laughs> And then I don't know, I know, it's like, would we have rather just had Snyder do a Star Wars film, but then he probably Mm. couldn't make whatever he wanted to make, you know, because you have to fit within that world. So part of me is like, this feels like just a Star Wars rip, but then, I don't know, there can be other space movies, and Star Wars has been absolute garbage lately, so... Yeah, and that's why why with this, I'm like, let's get something that's mature. I want to see something that's just different. And wildly different. I want different characters. I don't want to go back to the Skywalkers. I don't just all. And I want this to where I, I hope that we get some scenes of. And I don't care if it's robots. I don't care. Just give me a little bit of violence where instead of blood, there's like oil that we get some oil splatter on the lens, whatever. Just something that's a little, little violent at times. And I'm there for that. That's what I'm kind of hoping for this. And I think Sophia's going to do that. She's going to wreck some fools, shed some blood. I'm here for it. One thing I do like, 134 minutes according to Wikipedia. Mm. So just a shade over two hours, maybe two hours with uh, the long credits. Mm -hmm. So maybe 205. That's, I mean, he's, I feel like his movies tend to be kind of longer. So maybe this will be a nice, brisk two-hour movie. Listen, I'm there for it. I just so far have been not super into anything mm. that I've really seen so far. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a bummer because I do uh, I do bow down before Snyder. Oh! 
right? You do just like our uh, former coworker who's got the wheel shrine. You've got a Zack Snyder shrine who's wearing the cape of Superman. That's why I wear like gym shorts all the time because I have to honor Snyder. Him and his little vest, and he's it's always rolled up sleeves. Yeah, he actually used to wear like sweatpants and a t-shirt. Now he looks fancy when he directs. So <laughs> I take that back. Um, so do you have any idea what my numeral one is? Any guesses? You know, I I keep thinking that the one that I've chosen for number one may end up being your number one as well. I don't know. I I would be shocked I, yeah, if we had the same number one. I, I don't know. We'll see. I, is it a... So yours is a movie? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, do you want to just guess for mine? Man, I don't... I, if you had to bet, you had to bet your entire paycheck. What am I going to say is my number one? Goodness. Oh, boy. I If it's not Wonka, you've already said Wonka, and if it's not, not, if it's not mine, I don't know what it would be. I, 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 that, I don't, I don't want to reveal what mine is. <laughs> well, what? Okay. Well, my number one, uh, it, it's just time to say goodbye to the DCEU. Oh, I, I got to go with Aquaman no and the Lost way. Kingdom. I have to. <laughs> I have to. It finally hits theaters December 22nd, you know, just days before Christmas. I love a good Christmas time release. This has been shuffled around the schedule uh, like four or five times. I mean, this movie should have come out like two years ago. Um, you know, Aquaman, he's got a, this time he's got a, he's got a once again flight, fight, flight. He's got a <laughs> once again fight Black Manta, who was introduced in the first movie. And they kind of laid the groundwork for that. And then this is the showdown. Uh, Patrick Wilson is back. I, I love that guy. Mm. I have a huge man crush on that man. Great bod. He is uh, Aquaman's estranged brother. He looks amazing in this. You can tell uh, P. Wilson worked hard to get that bod going. He probably is on some supplements. Maybe on a little something extra. But he looks fantastic. Uh, This looks like a fun buddy film. Not a buddy cop film, but just like a, what, a buddy fish film? I don't know what you'd call it. But it's got that mixed with the the horror elements Mm -hmm. that... James Wan always has in his movies because he's a horror film director a lot of the time. And I was, I was mixed on the first movie. I like, there's enough about it that's brought me back to rewatch it a couple times, but there are so many choices in that movie that are completely baffling. And I'm hoping maybe Wan gets rid of some of that garbage Mm. this time around and it's just a fun romp, and that's how the DCEU ends. And we say goodbye to Jason Momoa's version of this character, and then who knows if we see him again in the new version. He will likely be playing someone completely new, but I got I have to have this at number one. I, I, I'm excited for this. I'm one of the few because the, the box office tracking is atrocious. Oh, man, it is. So I'm going to be there. I'm going to be watching it probably in an empty theater, and that's okay. <laughs> You know, I keep forgetting that movie, just like Wonka is coming out, and it's partly due to them pushing this back, like you said so many times. But so not your number one? No, it's not my number one. It's Ooh. a movie that I I do hope it will be a fun romp, but man, I'm worried about it. I'm worried it's going to be really bad. Yeah. 
Well, you know, I can't. The behind the scenes stuff has just been awful. But I love Momoa too. Like I, I understand the Aqua Bro comments and. <laughs> You know, I don't know. There's something about him that I dig, and uh, I'm excited to see one last ride, even though it was only, I mean, it was more than two movies, but he only got two solo films. You're ready for him to pop up and be like, my man. And then again, I'm in I'm in the very small group of people that apparently really like The Flash, too. So we might go two for three. I mean, maybe, I don't know, Blue Beetle, Blue, Blue Beetle was a, a, a small loves, a light loves. So they might end on three just okay movies, and that's all right. Yeah, Blue Blue Beetle was uh, it was fun. It was fun at times, but um, as far as like the uh, like how how things are going right now, DC is just going out with a whimper. Not gonna lie, I feel like this is a really, really, really bad sign for James Gunn's uh, take. And I know it's gonna be separate. But I just feel like that's got to trickle over, though, right? I have a lot of concerns for different reasons. Why I just am not super hyped with this next chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think one. I don't know. We've talked about this before, and I just think a lot of what they've announced, I'm just not interested in. Yeah, like I'd rather them start with what Snyder was attempting to do, just do it better, mm-hmm. do it more cohesive, plan it out. And they're just, like, finding these, like, oddball characters to, like, lead films. And I just, outside of the Superman one, I don't know if there's really another chapter one movie that I'm looking forward to. But, Mm. um, yeah, we don't need to get into that. What is your number one? I'm trying to think. So my number one is a film that we talked about technically for this month, but it's not one that was viewable. And I I was hoping that maybe it would be. But it's coming out on Netflix. And is it what I this... picked last month? Mm-hmm. Oh boy. I didn't know we could do that. Well, and I thought about it, but I was like, I, I think didn't in the future we need to is if it's a Netflix release in theaters, we we should probably do the Netflix release date. So that and see, that's where I was like, I was tempted to do something else, but I'm like, no, I'll do this because it wasn't available, like I said, anywhere to view or watch. And it is, of course, Bradley Cooper's controversial <laughs> Con- maestro. In quotes, come on. <laughs> it's funny we talked about uh, Chris Hemsworth, his yeah. awful-looking schnoz yeah. in, uh, in Fury. Fur- Fur- God, I can't, like, talk. <laughs> Furiosa. And then we, we, we obviously brought up be Coop's mm-hmm. nose because people have flipped out. And uh, it's, yeah, it's a full circle moment because I figured, all right, might as well as, you know, I, like I said, I was on the fence about this, but I'm I am very, very interested to see. All right. What is his follow up to a star is born? I don't have a whole lot more to rattle on about outside of what we had talked about uh, in the last episode where you talked about this. Um but yeah, this is just to me. It's I. I'm so curious to see what he does, what he brings to this. And uh, of course, we've already got reviews out for this right now. Not as good as I would have expected. No, yeah, I'm surprised I, by that. I wonder if that will end up hurting it on the award circuit, um, because this is everything I keep hearing about. Is like, all right, this is his take on uh, him trying to get an award, and. 
mm, we'll see. I don't know. But right now, holding at 84% by critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it praises the lead performances. But right now, I I mean, it's two hours, nine minutes. I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm very interested in this. It looks good to me. And just the way that Coop, like, how he directs this. I, I think I'm more interested to see that than the actual film. I just, I'm, I'm very curious to just see what this is like. So, um, yeah, I, I know that now you obviously, you haven't been able to see this, right? You didn't get to, it wasn't playing anywhere near you. No, not yet. Not that I know of. Um, I mean, I don't think this has anything to worry about when it comes to the awards. And I say that because I, I believe that Oppenheimer is going to sweep or come close. That's going to be like mm-hmm. the one that wins like nine to 11 Oscars. I think, I think that will end up, honestly, I could see Oppenheimer being nominated a lot. I think it could end up winning a decent amount. I really, and I know we talked about this leading up to the actual recording of this. I have a feeling that Barbie will also be a huge contender and probably walk away with more awards than Oppenheimer. Ooh, I think you need to lock that in. I will. I, I, I will literally say, lock in that Barbie. Yeah. I need you to say this out loud. Barbie will win more Oscars than Oppenheimer. <laughs> I will. I will say Barbie will be the leader wow. of the upcoming Oscars. I do, man. I just, I think there's so much with the set design, the costume no, granted, design. I haven't seen it yet, so I can't say anything. I just can say that is not the type of film that those people hand awards to. Now, here, here's the other thing. We've also got Oppenheimer's based on, uh, I, I forget the title of the book, but that's an adapted screenplay. Barbie will be an original screenplay. I think that's where that will come into play. I do think that the Oscars, they're like, look, the biggest movie event of this year was Barbenheimer. They're going to play into that. They're going to give both of those movies the most amount of awards. Right now, what we've seen so far this year, as much as what I've praised Killers of the Flower Moon, I do think Oppenheimer is going to get more awards. And we still have a month left this month, just 30 days, basically, um, but at the same time, we've, we don't have a lot else that's coming out right now. Um, and there are a few other movies that like say poor things with Emma Stone, or I think it's American fiction with Je- uh, Jeffrey Wright that, uh, that also I've heard that it could end up getting a decent amount of awards. Um, and that could be a front runner other than that. I mean, Maestro, I don't know, maybe that, that could, um, no, I was, I don't want to, we don't need to talk about Oppenheimer a lot, but I finally did watch it and I liked it a lot. I feel like I, it ended and I was like, I need to rewatch that again because, um, I, I, there's a lot to consume. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to take in and it was different than I expected in that the bomb goes off Mm -hmm. at the two hour mark basically. And then we have this like back and forth between him and Robert Downey Jr.'s character. Now the one actor who I forgot was in it and then they showed up and then they probably surprised me the most. And obviously Killing Murphy's amazing. I thought Robert Downey Jr. Mm. was amazing. I have a friend who was like, I thought he was bad. He was just oh, playing Robert Downey no. Jr. I don't I don't agree with that at all. He's I thought great. he was fantastic. But he will win best supporting actor, by the way. Yes. And I think Killing probably has to 
has to win Best Actor. If not, then Leo maybe. Mm. But I haven't seen Flowers, mm-hmm. so I can't comment on that. Um, but Josh mm. Hartnett, I was like surprised. Uh, he's in it a lot, and I'm like, he's great. He's great in this. And then I'm watching this guy going, man, why is he not in better mm-hmm. things? I feel like I I don't see him a lot. And then, um, you know, he was rumored to be Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne for a long time, you know, all those years ago. And I'm like, man, he might be a good older Bruce Wayne yeah. slash Batman. Not that he maybe wants to do anything I'm here like for that, him. but I was impressed with Josh Hartnett in this. I thought he was, uh, I thought he was pretty dang good. Yeah. I thought the movie is great. The music is fantastic. Uh, it felt like a Nolan film, like from the get go for me, I was like, man, this feels like Nolan, all his tricks. I just need to rewatch it again. I, I liked it a lot. I just want to watch it again because I'm a I'm not great with my history because I I know the bare minimum. I knew he helped create this thing, and um, obviously what it did, but I didn't know much else other than it like kind of seemed to wreck him as a mm. as a human being. About man, what did we just do? So that was all fascinating, and I would like to watch like a documentary or something. There's something on the on the the 4K set that goes over the history of it. And I'd love to watch that because I didn't know all this back and forth and people going after him because he was changing his mm-hmm. opinion. Like stuff like that would be good to probably know. I feel like <laughs> those are things that we should probably know <laughs> in history. But um, yeah, no, it was a lot to take in and I, I really enjoyed it. I, I really did. But um, yeah, I don't, I think in terms of um, not to keep babbling on, but where would this sit in my Nolan rankings? Because that's obviously like a movie ends. I'm like, where's that go? Um, it's still middle Nolan. And it's like mm-hmm. that David Fincher thing for me where the killer is like number seven out of what, 12 movies or whatever he's mm-hmm. done. And and it's low on the list, but it doesn't mean it's not good. It's just he's done like five or six movies that I really love. And with Nolan, I don't know. This isn't in it's. Oppenheimer's not in my top five. Yeah. It might be six or seven, a little further down, but I still enjoyed the heck out of it. See, that I was really curious, mostly and where you would end up ranking it among your Nolan movies, because I said the same. It was funny because there's a, a former co-worker of yours, someone who works where I work, and he was like, don't you think that was like uh, the best Nolan? Like, I think this is it. And I said... As you said, it's Nolan's greatest hits. Similar to The Killer was uh, David Fincher's greatest hits. Now, with that, I can't... And that's not a, like a knock. I mean, no. that sounds... And when you say that, it sounds bad, but it's not a bad thing. It's just no. like they're using everything that they've used and done really well, just like cramming it into one movie. Now, with this, as I had told someone, I can't see myself popping this in any given night and sitting down and watching it. I would watch Inception. I would watch Interstellar. Uh, I would end up watching probably like a hand, I, I don't know, for the Dark Knight films, which ones I would end up watching. Probably Batman Begins in the Dark Knight before this. But that's not necessarily saying that's bad. This is just a heavy, digestible film. Like this takes a lot to sit down, digest it, watch it. Um, and I felt the same. So once I was done, I literally. I know you had messaged when you were finished with it. I spent like, I went for a walk for like 40, 45 minutes just thinking about that and just contemplating and letting that all marinate. 
and weighing it all out. Because at first, it was interesting. And I get this with certain films where I don't like it. And when I first left it, I'm like, huh, I don't know if I like that. And I I had to let it marinate and soak in all of those different elements. And then I liked it more and more. But I was still like, this is still not like top Nolan, but that's not knocking it. Um, It's just one of those that there were a lot of things that did catch me by surprise. I saw it a second time. I did end up seeing it a second time. But like you said, that's a lot to commit to. But after I saw that, I was like, I'm good with this movie for a while. I don't think I'll return to this anytime soon. But again, that's not a knock. It's just I can't see myself putting this in any given night. It's weird, too, because a lot of this movie is like getting the band together or like Mm. getting like the first hour is like, let's bring these people together to for one cause. It's like an Ocean's Eleven movie or something. And it's fun. And then they're building this thing. And then when they go to test it for the first time, my heart was like racing. I'm like, this is terrifying. Like, this scares me. And then obviously we know it works and we know how they use it. And that's horrifying. So it is this weird movie where you're like excited they're doing it. And then when they drop the bomb, like I can imagine some people cheering in a theater for it. I would be, I was like horrified. I'm like, this is so scary to me. And then obviously the aftermath is just horrific too of now we want to, there's people that want to make more Mm -hmm. and and to potentially do this again, which is just insane. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah. So it was this weird mix of emotions that I think, uh, I think they were, I think he did a great job. Like when, when the bomb, when they do the bomb drop or the bomb test, I was just like, this is some expert level filmmaking because I'm anxious. Uh, my heart is racing. I feel clammy and sweaty. I'm like, it's a weird thing because we know that it works, but in your head, you're like, I kind of hope this doesn't work because this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is so scary. But like, yeah, it was, it was good. It was a good time. Glad I finally got to see it. And we watched it. We put the baby down and we watched it completely without stopping. Wow. It was like a miracle from God. We were like full three hours <laughs> without stopping a movie. Um, so that was nice too. No freaking nope. breaks. Now, now, what did your wife, Lexi, think about it? Well, to be honest with you, she fell asleep an hour and a half into it. Now, Ooh. it wasn't a knock on the movie. It was, uh, I've been up since five feeding this kid, taking mm. care of this baby. And it was a weekend, and I slept in a little bit. So I, and I, I didn't want to stop. I didn't want this to be a, I was tired, but I'm like, I don't want to break this into two nights. Like, I yeah. want to finish this movie. So uh, she finished it and liked it a lot. And it was a thing, too, where, like I said, I didn't know the history fully, so the movie ends and I'm I'm taking a deep dive and reading about this and like man this is super fascinating stuff that I I kind of wish I knew maybe going into it cuz it would clarify certain things. I was able to keep up with the movie, but it's one of those things of I understand what's going on but then Lex had questions and I'm like I don't know how to articulate it. Mm. Uh you know some of the the quote unquote trial things going on or what Robert Downey Jr.'s character was all butthurt about, you know, or what his agenda was. And I had to kind of read about that. But um. but I would argue Killers of the Flower Moon on first watch, it utilized the time better than Oppenheimer. 
but that was somewhat reversed on the second time on rewatching it. I'm sure I'm going to dig it. I just think it's one of those things where this movie came out in late October and the fact that it's going to be December next week and it's still playing here, I have to it would be foolish not to see it, right? It just seems like why would I it's movies don't last I mean, I see a lot of these movies don't last a month plus in theaters it seems like. So it must be doing well here, and I'm, I just want to see it, and I'm going to see it. And uh, it, it's uh, it's one of those that I I really hope you can go see it. It's it's a must watch, and I've argued with others that this is the movie of the year in terms of subject and just learning like the similar to like it's great that we get Oppenheimer and Colors of the Flower Moon, two different historical films that now i don't know about napoleon because i've heard a lot of different things about it i am excited to see napoleon i am actually hoping to see that this weekend but the fact that um though i'm just focusing on killers and then oppenheimer but two movies historical moments that it's just it it takes a subject and it's like oh my gosh like I didn't realize all this. Same way with Oppenheimer. You were mentioning that. It's like there were various moments. I didn't realize that they went after Oppie and they were so against him or with him being on the fence and like changing his mind at various times. I thought he was like kind of set. And that's where I thought it was very fascinating to learn those bits about him. But then same way with Killers of the Flower Moon. There is one thing we'll talk about it once you see it. One thing that shook me to my core whenever I realized um, that that was happening. And I mentioned that to my mother when we were walking out of the theater and she was like, she just stunned. She just didn't know what to say for like a few minutes. Hmm. Man, I don't, I don't even know what that could be. It's, it's, I, I, I won't say I, it's hard. I don't want to spoil anything, but it, it was definitely something that made you feel <laughs> sick. <laughs> I've made it this far. Ooh. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up. You got a lot of movies to see this week. Silent Night, Flowers, Godzilla minus one. I feel like I'm missing one. I feel like there's one other new release that I would like. And Napoleon, mm. I'm going to wait on Napoleon. I don't know if I need to see that in theaters. That I will say, I went this past weekend to see something, and the theater was dead because it was early in the morning. It was like 11 or, or noon. And that movie, there was so many people filing into that for auditorium. Na- it was crazy. Wow. For Napoleon. Like like older adults. <laughs> and I'm like, what are they seeing? And I'm like, oh, it's Napoleon. It's got to be. And I walk inside, and it was the auditorium right next to mine, and there were so many people. See, it was crazy. I am very surprised that movie's doing as well as it is. But there are just certain, like the battle scenes, I really want to see those on the big screen. And the fact that, again, Ridley Scott... I'm not saying this lightly. I don't know how many more Ridley Scotts we're going to get Ridley Scott movies. Obviously, we're going to get Gladiator 2, hopefully. Hopefully. But, man, it just, it just the fact, even when he puts out kind of a, a poop kind of a, of a movie, it's like, we get another Ridley Scott movie, though. Yeah, I'm not going to turn down something new from Sir Ridley Scott. All right, let's wrap it up. Well, like you said, a lot to see, and when we come back next time, we'll have a lot more to update you on. So until next time, keep watching.